This is professional wrestling legend, downtown Bruno, who is privileged enough to be on the Oversell Podcast. It is episode 47, and we are talking to Kellen James and all things professional wrestling. Get ready. This is the Oversell Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Oversell Podcast. My name is Derek. I'm Dan. I am Mike. And we are here to talk some professional wrestling. It's a Be rare sh- occasion. All three of us are here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Be sure you're following us on Twitter. We are at Oversell Podcast, Facebook.com slash Oversell Podcast. You can follow me at Derek, D-E-R-I-C-K, Oversell. I am at One Dangerous Dan, all spelled out, and I'm on Facebook, Dangerous Dan Matthews. At WolfMike23. Also, be sure you head over to OversellPodcast.com, and be sure you check out the Amazon link right underneath the main player. Uh, You can help out this podcast just by shopping on Amazon. You're going to do it anyway. Just head over to OversellPodcast.com and do all your shopping there. You know, you can buy, there's all sorts of DVDs. It's Amazon. It's just your normal shopping on Amazon. There's no extra fees. There's no hidden fees. There's nothing like that. It's just you helping out this podcast by shopping on Amazon. Give Spend us money. money. Spend yeah. money. <laughs> Go buy a refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> and then send it to our studio. That's right. Yeah. We take donations. That's yeah. right. And and other fun stuff. You know, I gotta <laughs> fill up my wrestling memorabilia. Wall. Yeah, the walls. The walls. Uh, it's coming together. Forming up it's here. It's coming together. It's got Kurt Angle and Downtown Bruno and Coco Beware and Johnny Mundo and Chris J- Jericho. In my embarrassing moment that I got to meet him, <laughs> of course Jerry the King Lawler. <laughs> and you know, I think one of my favorite pictures I have on the wall. There's the two of them I like the most are us with Duke Warfield and us with Downtown Bruno. Oh yeah. Just because it's it's so cool that you know that it's us. It's just it's it's us and like Downtown Bruno freaking. You know, one of the biggest managers of all time is in a picture on my wall. Because he invited us to his house. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And he and he didn't kick us out. Yeah. <laughs> Not immediately. <laughs> Not immediately. <laughs> well, Roadblock this weekend was uh, this weekend. Yes, it was. And uh, could you could have picked a worse name for the show because that name is just horrible. They, they probably should have named it Speed Bump because nothing changed. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, though? It was actually an entertaining show. It was an entertaining yeah. show. You the, know, don't get me wrong. Those matches and the segments and everything was entertaining, you know. <laughs> George in the chat room says, way to put yourself over with the name drops there. <laughs> yeah. hey, man, if I can't put myself over, no one else will. <laughs> I believe but, George was the one who was really excited when he sent pictures of meeting the New Day. Yeah, when they came here. Yeah, so. George was. George was. <laughs> you know, he said. He, and if you ask him, he'll say, "Yeah, I kind of broke uh, gym code and <laughs> went up and asked and told him I was a big fan." And they were, you know, they weren't mean or anything. He said they sat down. He's uh, George said, "You know, I love up, up, down, down." Yeah, and they talked about it for a few minutes. I mean, you know, Xavier Woods wasn't like, "Yeah, yeah, thanks. Uh, here's a picture." Uh, you know, he sat down and he had a conversation with them, mm-hmm. and I, I thought that was really cool. But yeah, uh, Roadblock, entertaining show. I like the feel. Of when they do those live specials from, you know, Madison Square Garden or where they were, they Toronto. Were, this they're time, in Toronto. Yeah. You know, it, just mm-hmm. that, you know, the low light feel. Yeah, yeah. It's like a televised house show. 
Right. It, and that's all it was. Yeah. But, man, like, there's certain things that really made me happy. Natalia having a great match. Oh, yeah. With, that was awesome. Um, Charlotte. Yeah. I thought it was an incredible. I loved the Revival versus Enzo More and Big Cass. That, that, that match, match was great. That was match of the night. Yeah. yeah. That was my they, favorite I match mean, of the night. I, I, I was in the private group that I'm a part of. My comment on that match was pretty much, my God, what a match. Yeah. Because <laughs> that, one, that one blew every other one out of the water. Yep. Yep. And I'm just, hopefully it leads to something more for Natty. Mm-hmm. I mean, you saw that she can... She can go. We've we've known she can we've go. We've known that for years. And I know TJ's been her husband has been hurt and you know his career's pretty much over. I mean, he's got well, a rod. It's not looking well because Sting retired this week too. Yeah. yeah. Basically because of neck issues. That's why you don't give a fifty year old a buckle bomb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, and they take care of your opponent in the ring. You, I mean, there's gotta be some point where you draw a line and you go, Maybe I shouldn't give the fifty five year old guy a power bomb into the corner, but <laughs> But that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> you could say, though, that karma got him back, though. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, you could. <laughs> uh, I, the Dean Ambrose-Triple H match, I thought they had a great match. Yes, you know, the, yes. The, I like the uh, controversial ending. Yeah. Uh, because, I mean, we all knew Triple H was not losing that he was match. Not Lo- lose. He nah, wasn't going to drop nah, the nah, title nah. before Mania. He's going to head in as champion, but they still put it, you know, Dean Ambrose, I, I think. Like, is. I like the pin with the with Dean having his feet under the ropes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> never seen somebody stop a match on that, you know. I, had, I have, but few and far between. You right. Know? So, the unusual way to get that part across that he can pin him. You right, know? right. So he can win the title. Yep, and I think it's just, it. there's so many different uh, things that happened last week that kind of uh, have led us in to uh, what may happen later this year. You know, you also had Bray Wyatt in the face of Triple H like week on Raw, and when he kind of just did that weird caressing of the belt, I was like, oh, man, yeah. that, that, that was awesome. Because mm-hmm. sl- it's, it's, it, it puts it in the back of your head like, oh, Bray Wyatt maybe gets, start looking to get in the title hunt for a change now. Yep, and he didn't, he didn't step in the ring one time against uh, <laughs> Lesnar. Well, no. apparently, They're saving that for after Mania. I think. Well, yeah. Also, they say he has a pretty significant back injury right now. They're not saying what it is, but it's significant enough to where he's not really doing anything. Wow. So, you know, they they say he should be ready by April. Um, You know, still got a few weeks to heal, so we don't know. You know, what I expect is they'll have somehow have the family involved in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. This match does nothing for your career. Match. Match, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) George in the chat room asks, would you rather have Brock run in instead of Triple H pinning Ambrose? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I think I thought that match, the the finish was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Dean looked strong coming in. Like you said, we know he can pin him. They both look strong going in and coming out. Yeah. So I mean, there there wasn't any damage done to either one of them, <laughs> which you needed. They need they needed to make look make uh, Ambrose look strong. Yep. Going into WrestleMania. Right. Because everybody's just like, man, Brock's gonna tear him limb from limb, <laughs> <laughs> and he has so far every time he's gotten a hold of yeah. him. You know. That so. th- that image of him just stepping on Dean's yeah. face is just so crazy that. You know, Dean's like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure he's in the bag. He's, Dean's like, hey, yeah, just go ahead and step on my face. It's just my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, all the old CCW videos of him running around and all the crap that he's been through. I think oh, yeah. Stepping on his face is a minor oh, yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> 
What other matches did we miss, Mike? Anything else? Big? Uh, there was a tag team match. Tag champions, you know, Biggie and Kofi, you know, Sheamus and King Barrett. Mm-hmm. That one was pretty and, good. And, it and was, and Barrett was right. actually wrestling. It's been, yeah. It feels like it's been a while since we, you know, he did a, was he in the match Monday? With, um, against Tyler, not Tyler Breeze, uh, Dolph Ziggler. Or am I thinking of a dude? It's been a long time. No, that was Ziggler now. versus Triple H on Monday. Wasn't that's it? right. That's yeah. right. And that was a hell of a match, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they had somebody go against, I don't know. I'm just, uh, it's it's been a long week. <laughs> <laughs> but it's looking like they're going to have a three-on-four match. The League of Nations versus the entire New Day at WrestleMania. For the titles. For the titles. Hmm. I've never, I don't even remember. A tribute to the Freebirds. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, Y2J versus Swagger. That happened. And, I, you know, I'm a Jack Swagger guy. I've always, yeah. I'm a fan of the guy. I don't know what it is about him. I, I think don't it's, either. It's, it, I think it's just his <laughs> the, his amateur wrestling lineage. But I, I'm a fan of Jack Swagger. And that promo, Y2J cut. Oh, God. Great promo. Could mm-hmm. you not have, no one could have cut any better of a heel promo. Mm-hmm. The, the, the whole you know what? I left Canada because it stinks, and I think and I don't. I haven't looked back yet, and you know, just cut, ripping up a Bret Hart get well sign. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean that. I think I, I think one of yeah. my comments was uh, uh, the Canadian make, cuts an anti-Canadian promo to get the real American over in Canada, yeah. <laughs> and it works. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just, uh, it's just Jericho. You know, he's so smart. Yeah. With his promos, you know, with the audible he had to call this week on Raw. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's just so smart when it comes to everything wrestling. He cut an amazing promo after the match mm-hmm. with Neville. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just he is he he is awesome. That's why he's on your wall. That's why he's on the wall. I got to watch him on Up Up Down Down this week. He was playing Frogger with Xavier Woods, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, Tatum32 in the chat room asks, did y'all hear JBL compare the league versus the four horsemen? You know, yeah, I, I, heard I, it. I really try not to listen to JBL on commentary. <laughs> not that I am Jim Ross or anything, but it's like George, George in the chat room just said, JBL is drunk each week. And I can see him, <laughs> like, you know, getting a bottle of whiskey out and taking a few shots before he comes out and starts recording on Raw. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm... I don't know. Uh, I we've gone over commentary before. Yeah, you know. it's it's it, it it's it needs to improve. Yep. And surprisingly, I was surprised at how Cole was calling the match. You he know, stayed on task pretty much the whole that, you know, the whole special. It, you know? I, and I wonder if it's because they probably didn't have someone yelling into his ears the entire show. Yeah, they probably didn't have the normal staff that they usually. Yeah, well, do. it wasn't right. Vince McMahon in his ear. Hey, you son of a bitch, say this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Talk about his arms. <laughs> and any other notes you all wanted to talk to from Roblox? Mike, you look like you got. All right, most of the matches I enjoyed. But the whole the whole special itself I thought was pointless. Yeah. I mean, every year from Royal Rumble to WrestleMania, it's all a build-up for WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. This was a build-up for Roadblock. Yeah, I mean this. Matter. This essentially took what two, three weeks of build up for WrestleMania away. Yeah, yeah, and that's the build up for Mania this year just has not been great at all because they're missing three weeks now. Right, right, and NXT. You know the build up for NXT 
takeover has actually been great. Yeah. I mean, you got Sami Zayn taking on Shinsuke Nakamura. That match is going to. F- I love yeah. Nakamura. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. That is that match is going to it's going to it's going <laughs> to take over the weekend. That is the match of the weekend. Just oh, like yeah. just like NXT Takeover took over SummerSlam, beat SummerSlam. Yeah. I have a feeling Dallas may do take over Dallas may do the same thing because you're also getting Joe versus Finn Balor for the title, mm-hmm. Bailey versus Asuka for the women's wow. or the NXT women's title. That'd be real good. That's going to be a great match. I uh, think the revival and Enzo More and Big Cass again for the um, NXT tag titles. They won last night. They beat uh, the Vaude Villains, right. which I love the Vaude Villains too. Oh yeah, and they're going back to being kind of heelish, you know, and doing just being. Old tough nineteen, yeah, yeah, thirties villains. I love the gimmick. Oh yeah, the gimmick's yeah. awesome. I, I didn't like it when they got started. Get, well, I didn't like when they started getting a little goofy with it. Yeah, but I like them at, when they're just nineteen forties tough guys. Oh yeah. Any other notes yeah. you had, Mike? Yeah, like I love Sami Zayn. It, yeah. It's great that he's back. You know, he had a great match with Stardust, but it kind of bothers me that his match went longer than the Brock Lesnar match. Yeah, they built up that Lesnar against the Wyatts. Mm-hmm. You know, that was the big build-up for this, you know, special. I th- and they I got think, just... I think they thought they were going to get a different reaction there because Zane's from Canada. So, I mean, I think they thought. I think they originally thought they were going to get a better reaction from uh, Zane. Right. You know, um, I just... Because the crowd was kind of dead for three-quarters of that match. Yeah. yeah. You know, they were up for the finish and they were up for the front. That was it. Yeah, they were sitting on their hands, just watching the rest of the time. So. But as much as they were building the Brock Lesnar match, it just seemed way too short. And well, the, I mean, it started out great, you know, them pretty much just you know him and Harper going at each other, and you know taking everything that the other one had, and just showing you know how they were monsters. <laughs> him, him waist locking Harper on the mat, and then picking him up off yeah. the mat in the waist lock, <laughs> and just straight into the German. I mean, how much of a hoss? Is freaking Brock. Now, granted, I know they had to change it because of Bray's injury, but right. still, I really think that should have went longer. You know, you could have brought yeah. in the other members of the Wyatt family, well, and and it um the Tokyo show. You know, it was just basically Bray going in and destroying the New Day, and that didn't that didn't seem like it took too long either. Yeah. So maybe they just don't want you know Brock wasting himself out too much on these, uh, you know, these type of house shows, and it, and like you said, it could be because. Bray Wyatt, right? Good wrestling. That had they threw a whole hiccup. They probably had to put together a match. Yeah. Um, George asked in the chat room, "Did you hear the rumor that NXT Takeover isn't being promoted on Raw slash SmackDown for political reasons?" Hmm. And if that's true, they're making a mistake. I know Vince. There's a rumor going around that Vince doesn't like NXT and doesn't see future stars. Yeah. Which, if that's if he legitimately thinks that, he's wrong. That was one of the things I was going to bring up. Okay. Right, yeah. Mike's, Mike came prepared tonight, so we can, let's. what do you think? Mike's got notes. <laughs> Tell it, me. It, honestly, it doesn't surprise me if that's his thinking on it. I mean, you know, I believe I can speak for all of us in saying that his opinion on that is completely wrong. I, I agree. But it is his business. He knows everything about it You know, because he's Vince McMahon. And you know what's funny about it is when you watch Raw, You'll see commercials for Lucha Underground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A show that is kind of kicking your ass in terms of quality, maybe not in ratings, but in terms of quality. Lucha Underground destroy is destroying your show. And I heard Lucha Underground's coming to Netflix. Yes. I had that <laughs> note as well. I had that note as well. I figured uh, he was gonna I, I be happy for it, that. But 
you know, you, you're running commercials for another company during your show, and and how does not, that work? Is it does does the show have any say in that, or I is it just the network? No, probably, it's the just network has a okay, say. That's on what it. I figured. If they pay money for the network for you to run something on the network. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. Um, this is. Don't take offense to this. George in the chat room says, "Mike has notes." Everyone, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Let the unicorn speak. <laughs> but man, go back. And, go ahead. Right. And quick segue to that, because he said unicorn. Oh, have you heard about what New Day is wanting for their WrestleMania entrance? Yes, they want to. They want to fly into the ring on unicorns. <laughs> yes, they know. The, they know unicorns don't exist, right? They want to do it, and I, I believe they have the power dude, to. Dude, if they if. <laughs> I, I want to see Big E riding a unicorn in the, into the <laughs> ring. That would be fucking awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, that you know, it's crazy that Vince doesn't think he has stars when he has guys like Finn Balor. Yeah, Finn Balor is going to have a tremendous pop when he comes onto the main roster, and the pops even the pops are only going to get louder when he comes out full makeup because that entrance is just something totally different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Than anything in wrestling right now. After uh, after the special, there was a f- first look at NXT best best matches of NXT Volume One. I yeah, think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, it got into where they were talking, you know, backstage and having meetings and stuff like that and everything. And Triple H was straight up telling me, he's like, "This is not a stop on the way to the main roster. This is a brand. Yeah. You know, we've built a brand and everything, and right. just." He goes. This isn't just a stop on the way to the top. You know, this is brand. This is this is bringing people in. This is bringing more people in from around the world. And he's right. You know, yeah. they got Shinsuke, and you know, um, there's a there's another uh, New Japan star. I think they were signing to here recently. Uh, Okada. I think they're yeah. It's Okada, they're looking to sign. There's really? Rumors that Okada. I think oh, he's the hell. big tall blonde. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's fucking great. Yeah. It was, uh, all those New Japan guys. I think are great. They have a great roster, in New Japan. And we're, you know, I can't wait to see Carl Machine Gun Anderson and uh, Doc Gallows. Gallows. That is going to be great. I wish they would bring in, go ahead and bring in Amber Gallows too, because she'd be a great asset yeah. for the Divas division. You know, the freaking Monday Night Raw after this WrestleMania is going to be very interesting. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I cannot wait, man. That's I'm in it. I'll get as we get closer to WrestleMania. We may I'll, have to have like a Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania party or something. <laughs> well, you know, you know, we can lay down some thoughts. Yeah, because uh, it, you know, it, it's always a hot crowd. Mm-hmm. You know, we could get Finn Balor and the Bullet Club or Bulletproof or whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we, we could do the podcast that night as we're watching it. Yeah, we could think about that. We can we can talk about that. Yeah, George in the chat room says it's funny in that special they showed these stars NXT has made, but Vince is always right, right? No, Vince yeah. is wrong. <laughs> I mean, you got and uh, it, and you could see what why Vince thinks that because when it, he's not doing anything with these guys when they come up, yeah. Tyler Breeze, Tyler Breeze, what are you? They dropped the ball with that. Yeah, just like they dropped the ball with the Ascension. Mm-hmm. And just like they, I forgot about those guys. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, hey, they, those are the guys that are on <laughs> Swerve, right? Did y'all did y'all see the commercial for Dolph Ziggler's new movie? 
Yeah. I haven't watched it, but yeah. I was, the Ascension's in the fucking commercial. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, there's the Ascension, there's the Ascension. They're in the movie. <laughs> and seeing, seeing Rusev hold a gun and then about to get super kicked, I thought was hilarious, too. Oh, uh, yeah. Whatever. I don't. Th- that movie's going to be god-awful. I can already tell. I don't know. It's w- going to be god-awful. WWE's no. kind of hit and miss with some things. Uh, you never know what's going to come out of that uh, studio. I don't. It just, I like Condemned. I, Condemned was Condemned good. Condemned was great. Uh, makes me want to see the the new one with Randy Orton. Yeah. You know, it, up in the air on that one, though. Uh, you know, there's a few of those I've watched and I was actually impressed with. Uh, one that surprised me the most, Ted DiBiase Jr. In the Marine. In the Marine 2. Yeah. You got to watch that one because dude does some stunt work that's like out of this world. I watched twelve most some of 12 rounds with Dean Ambrose and I liked what I saw. Mm-hmm. Mainly because I just like Dean Ambrose. Yeah. yeah. Let's move on. Next, Mike, what, what you got next on your what's notes that, what's, he Come on, man. <laughs> this is... <laughs> All right. Uh, just a little tidbit here, but good news: Seth Rollins is back training again. Yes, and he's going at it too. Yeah, they're saying he they cannot keep him out of the ring or yeah. keep him. Yeah, they can't keep him out of. They the still ring. don't have a a time set of when he could possibly return, but you d- it, it's good that he's at that point now. And what was his injury? It was a knee, right? Or yeah, yeah, he okay. tore two or three things in his y- knee. Yeah, and, yeah. Well, you know, and part of that comes from we ha- they now have so much knowledge. When it comes to these knee injuries now, you oh, see yeah. with professional football players, they're coming back a little bit quicker from these injuries. Mm-hmm. So the medical advancements help out there as well. But, I, you know, it's good to see Seth get training. That's going to be one of the biggest pops I mean, ever when he comes back. There's so many injuries right now. Speaking you know? of which, Neville. Neville. Mm-hmm. That's, that they, sucks. I, I think they said today he fractured, like, his shin and his ankle or yep, something. Like, two weeks before WrestleMania. Yeah. And did you see the video of <clears throat> when they told him? No. He was torn up. I mean, he you could see it in his eyes. He wanted to start crying right there, and he stayed too strong. Now, I did see the, uh, the video of basically the breakdown of everything happening yeah. when it did. Yeah, yeah. How Jericho yeah. got pissed at uh, Charles, Charles Robinson, Robinson. For not calling the – Yeah. For not, and, you know, that's that's all – you know, I got what Jericho tried to do, and, you know, I think AJ was supposed to come out and interrupt the match, and, right. he you know, everything got jacked up, and his cue was kind of missed. That's why he came out to make the save. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. But – yeah, these injuries right now. You got Bray Wyatt now. No Cena this year. No Cesaro. No Rollins. No Bray. I already said Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Didn't I? Who else is hurt? You got all. You got now. all three of Rollins, Cesaro, and Cena training at the Performance Center right now. Yeah, that's good. That's so, good. So I mean, you got guys on deck, ready to come back, but not there yet. I mean, <laughs> that's a pl- that's something I would like to see on camera. Is those three training together? That, well, I mean, like. I would like to see that as a group. Yeah. You know, turn that into a storyline. <laughs> you know? It's like, we were all three at the training center watching WrestleMania. We got pissed. Yeah. <laughs> George. It's a good way to turn Cena heel. Oh, jo- yeah. George in the chat room, and I completely agree with him. He says, has to rip at your heart when Neville begged them not to cut his gear. He's like, don't cut it. Please don't cut it. And that mm-hmm. that yeah, yeah. Tugs at, tugged at you. But that sucks, man. Yeah. And, and you know, for it, for him to be able to, after get after fracturing his ankle and shin bone, he still did a Hurricane Rana and a damn good Hurricane Rana. He did a, after he that. Did a reverse roundhouse and a Hurricane Rana. Yeah. And on one foot and mm-hmm. still finished the match. And yep. that's a credit to the guy. And and kudos to Jericho for knowing that this is bad. Yeah. We got to get yeah, him yeah. out. Get him out. And, you know, finding a way to end the match and shoving Charles Robinson, you know, just do, doing whatever he can to get that match over with. Yeah. So, what's next? 
Oh, along the lines of injuries, you mentioned it earlier, but Sting has Sting officially is- renouncing, you know, his retirement and he's done. Yeah. That sucks. And that sucks. Yeah. That no Undertaker versus Sting will ever <laughs> never see it. I was uh I was watching I was reading an article uh online earlier and uh it basically says he's in the same classification as Edge right now. Yeah. He's like he his, had the same the spinal thing, yeah. bifida. And, yeah. You know, he's uh pretty much in that classification now and just they're pretty much telling him wrestling is out yeah. of the question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he did he did say he's open to to working with the company still and oh, yeah. doing all that, but he never got his WWE run. See nope. now, and this would be something like so Shane what, like three matches. Yeah, yeah, three. The, his only Raw matches. match was here though. We yep, got to see his right. only got, Raw match ever. Got, and me and George, we were sitting next to each other at Raw, and I got to give Sting a five. <laughs> that, that 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 we will always remember that because when he, when I saw he's coming around, I'm like George, we gotta get up here, get get up here. <laughs> Hey, you see George, he, he kind of scrambled too. And, um, but, yeah, you know, this would be a time, Shane McMahon, if if, how, if he gains control of Raw. Right. Maybe a new general manager is Sting. That would be nice. Or commissioner-type role or right. something like that. Put, or maybe he's in charge of SmackDown. I mean, there's plenty of options, which on SmackDown tonight, do you know who's wrestling each other? Kevin Owens and AJ Styles. Yeah. They're putting that on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, should have turned it on the TV here. Oh, well. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, it's sad. It's sad that – and I wonder, like, with that it, Triple H, hindsight being twenty twenty, would say, yeah, we probably need to have Sting win this match. <laughs> yeah. But can't go back in the past. We haven't invented the DeLorean yet, the time-traveling DeLorean. There is a DeLorean. <laughs> so he was, what, one and two? <laughs> yeah, because he lost to Seth Rollins for the title, yeah. and we saw his only win. Yep, in Raw, in WWE, tag match. in yeah. WWE. Yep, that's crazy. Of course, it what had else to be tagged with Cena. What else you got? Uh, kind of along I mean, the same have lines. Won if one was Cena. <laughs> <laughs> Cena's funny like, how that works out. Yeah. <laughs> I can just hear that backstage. Don't worry, Sting. I'll get you a win. Yeah, come, <laughs> on. Yeah. come on, young fella. You hadn't won one yet. <laughs> come over here. Get with me. <laughs> Uh, sort of along the same lines, uh, Kevin Nash announced, you know, he's donating his brain to the... And Mick Foley did yeah, that, Yeah, Mick too. Foley just announced it, too, and I've Jeff read Hardy. that Jeff Hardy did yep. well. RVD, too, wasn't it? I hadn't seen that I haven't yet. seen that. I think RVD did, too. Wow. But, yeah, a lot of them are, are doing that now. <laughs> They're donating them to Of course, to there the might be some, like... <laughs> <laughs> like RVD was like, there might be some like weed complications yeah. with analyzing his brain. But well, that actually his would be like, hey, weed really helps brains with CTE. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we never. Uh, George did say RVD did. Okay. Wow. Well, that's I. You know, that's good. Uh, the concussion thing, like, you know, who knows? Chris Benoit. Yeah. Yeah. And so many. I'll I'll tell I'll go ahead and tell you right now I I legit probably had two or three concussions and should have they gone suck to the mm-hmm. hospital I've a had one times. I've had one and, and it sucks I you know getting paintbrush with somebody's foot right across your face right <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, getting the forearm hell you know getting the hell forearmed right out of you and you know get your bell rung get your bell uh, there was two or three times I had my bell rung once or twice uh, I had Alan Steele give me a Shout out to Alan. And <laughs> <laughs> Alan still give me an Alabama slam. It's a, that, you know, full, oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. foot over the head. Foot over the head, spine buster. Uh, had him give me that one one night. And uh, 
I looked up at the ceiling and the lights were starting to go out and I was like, oh, I don't want to black out. <laughs> I'm back. All right, cool. The, 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 the room didn't go away. <laughs> I got, I've had one one concussion in my life and I know it's the only one because I've never felt it like it before, but I was in an amateur wrestling tournament and I was wrestling, I think his name was Courtney Guy. I wrestled at 215 at this time. And I was on my belly, and he was a better wrestler. And I talked with him, my coaches, and he's like, you know, go wrestle, don't get pinned. Mm-hmm. That was the most we needed the points for the tournament. So I said, okay, that's fine. And I was on my belly, and he was on top of me. And for those that don't know, in amateur wrestling, you can take your forearm and throw it across the face of your opponent when they're on the bottom. What you cannot do is rear back. And, bo- and, co- and go blow. across the face. Well, this right. guy was getting upset with me because I'm not. You're not going to get my back. Mm-hmm. I, I, I goes back, hand goes all the way up, and I think I hit, right before he hit, coach goes, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> and bam! And I mean, like, I, I hit the. I remember hitting the mat, and the next thing I know, I'm looking at my coach, and he's talking, and I can't really hear what he's saying like I, I can't focus on anything and i was just like just i just stood there nodding yeah, yeah you know like an idiot and i finished the tournament and you know probably wasn't the best thing to do but that was that was the one time i had my bell rung mm-hmm. there's a couple of occasions it never was a move it never was a move that got me right. it was always somebody either kicking kneeing, stomping forearming you know or punching right you know and i don't ever i don't even think a punch ever got me uh i think forearm there might have been one or two forearms that got me um i know for sure i've been kicked in the back of the head about two or three times Ugh. and kneed in the back of the head at least once and I got up and kicked that guy's ass. So. <laughs> uh, George in the chat room. And you can join our chat by going to mixlr.com slash oversell podcast. That's mixlr.com slash oversell podcast. And you can chat with us on the air and we'll read your comments and stuff. But uh, George in the chat room says, listen to Bret Hart's podcast this week. And he said he didn't have any concussions in his career. Then he wrestled Goldberg and it ended his career. Right. That, yeah. that kick he took. The mm-hmm. one kick. One kick, one kick is everything. all it takes. Well, we are going. Isn't it, isn't it? Isn't it crazy though? It's just like if that one kick had been one inch less, we still would have had a Bret Hart in the ring for another twenty years, probably. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, so. we are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be talking to SPWA manager Kellen James. Stick around. This is the Oversell Podcast. Welcome back to the Oversell Podcast, and joining us now is SPWA manager up there in Raymer, Tennessee, or down there. I screwed up earlier. And said it's <laughs> <laughs> earlier this morning, we, we tried to do a, 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 a quick hot, a quick reel, and I actually said, uh, what did I say, North Tennessee? You said Northern Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, everything it. going on in Northern Tennessee. <laughs> everything in Northern Tennessee. I'm like, uh, yeah, that's not Northern Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Tennessee goes east. Middle west. Yeah, yeah there's. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. As a matter I, of fact, that's probably one of the part one of the parts of Tennessee that you could get farther south in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I felt yeah. Like, if you drive like ten minutes more south, you're going to be in Mississippi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not my brightest moment, but joining us on the show now is Kellen James. Kellen, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, I think is it Will Tatum? Is that his name, Dan? Yeah. Yeah. Will, Will Tatum Will. in the. He's in the chat room. He's uh, Will Tatum in the chat room. Says, "What's up, Kellen James?" 
What's up, Mark? Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no hard feelings with Will. I, I actually didn't start calling him that. I believe it was Zed Gecko that started calling Will Mark <laughs> all the time. Because Will used to train with us at SPW, and I believe he would show up almost every week in either a Just Bring It t-shirt mm-hmm. or a The Rock t-shirt or something to that effect. Yeah. And a note to you kids out there wanting to be in the wrestling business, don't show up to work out in a wrestler shirt. <laughs> well, I, and I'll tell you, but you know what's crazy now is, like, you have the elite slash the um, Bullet Club over there in New Japan coming out to the ring wearing New Day shirts. <laughs> that's actually kind of funny. <laughs> that, that's awesome. Yeah. So, Kellen, what, what made you – when did you become a fan of professional wrestling? Now, I've been a fan of professional wrestling ever since I was a little kid. And I say, when I say little kid, probably nine, ten years old. Like, the very first thing I remember, like, watching wrestling on TV was the whole Sting versus Black Scorpion storyline. Ah, wow. yes. Wow. I remember yeah, that Yeah, that one. didn't turn out too great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was that stage of WCW where it was like, who's the mystery guy that attacked so-and-so? Oh, it's Ric Flair. <laughs> and you're like, who is this mystery guy that did this to so-and-so? It's Ric Flair again. Uh, okay. <laughs> Rick has a bad so habit of disguising tricks. himself. And <laughs> <laughs> what is Oz? I was 10 years old, and he did magic tricks. How much better is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turned like a woman into a tiger, and he made people disappear. Yeah, uh, that makes me think of um, who was Spellbinder when he was up in uh, the WWE for like a week. Oh, was it? Phantasma That's or it. something like that. Phantasma. Yeah, Phantasma. Oh my god! And he like the finish for a match one time was he pulled he pulled dude's underwear out of his trice. <laughs> so crazy. And then rolled him up. That and then was. rolled him up for the pin. Yeah. Uh, so. so. <laughs> You know, back yeah. in the day where let's try to make the craziest gimmick possible, like uh, the, the Yeti. Oh yeah, oh. Oh, that was so, so. the Yeti Mantar. <laughs> Mantar, the goon. That was always a big one. Oh, the goon, the goon, the uh, repo man. What was the one that was the baseball player? Knuckleball Schwartz. MVP. MVP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wait, no, no, he was MVP, but then he was Abe Knuckleball Schwartz. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what I, I thought he was Knuckleball Schwartz. <laughs> oh, so who man. were who are some of the wrestlers that? You know, unlike these dumb gimmicks we were just uh, naming, who are some of the wrestlers that you really like to watch? Well, back then, you know, even as a kid, it was like high-flying and flashy, you know. Um, not long after that, they did the light heavyweight division, so there was Pillman. They brought in Juice and Thunder Liger. But even then, you still had those wacky gimmicks like Arachnaman. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> and Bad Street. It was not pretty for um, WCW back then. But, you know, I was a 10-year-old kid. My favorites were Sting and the Ultimate Warrior. They were big guys with face paint. Yep. That's awesome. Memphis Originals. Yeah. Yep. yep. The Blade yeah, Runners. Memphis Originals. But, you know, it wasn't until I got a little bit older and actually appreciated the wrestling. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, like Shawn Michaels, Owen Hart were my immediate favorites. Now, were you watching uh, any of the local stuff around this age? It's really funny because where I live, I am pretty much between, halfway between Memphis and Nashville. Mm-hmm. I did not get Memphis wrestling on television. Wow. Mm. So my uncle lived in Milan, Tennessee. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. It's, you know, near Jackson. Right, oh, yeah. right. Yep. He would fill up VHS tapes of USWA and then mail them to me. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's awesome. 
That's that's a so, hell of an uncle. <laughs> I know, right? And I want to say, like, USWA's, and I think they ran, like, an hour and a half on Saturday morning. They did? Yeah. Some of the greatest so I got, like, television. four ever. episodes on a six-hour tape, and that was, like, you know, 90, 91, you know, Jerry Lawler, Jeff Jarrett, Brian Christopher with the belts and the red wagon. <laughs> oh, yeah, the little red wagon. <laughs> yeah, he came out carrying, um, like, ten belts or something. Yeah, the moon dogs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, but, you know, back then as a kid, you also don't care. So I was watching any and every kind of wrestling that I could. Right, right. Yep. Yeah, I remember, I can remember watching, uh, you know, we had Saturday morning, Channel 5 wrestling, then at night, WCW Saturday night. And I would get really excited because I got to watch two whole wrestling shows in a day. <laughs> and then the Monday Night yeah, Wars think, happened. And... Yeah, I think even here, like, I think I got, like, wrestling challenge or superstars on Sunday. Yep. I remember WWE mm-hmm. Super, or like back then, WWF, WWF superstars. I've got some VHSs of superstars and wrestling challenge. Yeah, <laughs> classic oh, wow. stuff. So, how did you get started getting involved into the business of professional wrestling? Okay, I actually got involved in wrestling almost on accident. I was friends with Christian Chain and Sue Young outside of wrestling. Mm hmm. And they were training at the wrestling school that was run by Kevin White. And they did not have a referee, like on their shows, they would just bring in different people to referee. Mm-hmm. And they asked me if I thought I would have an interest in it, so I went and spoke with Kevin. And probably a week or two after that, I actually started going to the wrestling school. Hmm. Cool. So that was in... I started uh, the wrestling school in 2007. And you, so, and you told me this the other day, but go ahead and let our fans of the show know so that we can know a little bit more about you. But what what was the big milestone you hit? Oh, um, February the 28th was my I had eight my wrestleversary of eight years. I've been in wrestling for eight years now. Wow, that's awesome! Cool, congratulations. Yeah. Um, Thank you, thank you. I have to tell you though, like my very first show almost scared me out of wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> well, what 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 almost scared you out of it? It was just, you know, I had trained. Okay, I had started training in like November. My first show was February. I had roughly three months of tra- you know referee training. And for anybody that hasn't been in the ring, you have no idea how hard being a referee is. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Dan can tell you firsthand how easily a referee can screw up a match. Oh yep. yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> So we get there, and I'm, I'm doing a local show. There used to be um, a fundraiser every year at Scotts Hill High School for their football team. Kip Morris ran the benefit show. And so Kevin was always on it, and I, you know, he asked me to come work the show. So I'm thinking, okay, that's cool. My first show, I'm going to get to ref like the first match, and that's it, right? So I get there. I have to referee three matches. And the very first match I have ever had to referee, is Kevin White with Gary White and Sue Young on the outside. Mm-hmm. Who, you know, there's my trainer right there. Yeah. Versus Bill Superstar Dundee. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That is the very first match I got to referee. Mm-hmm. So talk about pressure there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, can, I probably would have walked and out the, like, I can't do this. Yeah. Not only that, but then I also had to referee the main event. Mm-hmm. Which was Derek King versus Eugene. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. And I got bumped. It's my very first show. I get bumped in the main. Uh Uh-huh. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> let me let me ask if you can remember this. How how long was Derek King's entrance in that match? <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I don't remember. I'm going to. It's probably going still going say, on right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, yeah, but, you know, um, at the time, I believe he used an Adam Lambert song. It's probably still playing at Scott Hill High School right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, he still uses "What Do You Want from Me" by yeah. Adam Lambert, and um, he was at the MEW Lucha Libre show this weekend. <laughs> and when he came, when I figured out it was him coming out, I had to time his entrance. Yeah. Three and a half minutes. Uh huh. And I stopped. Did they have to restart the song? No, they didn't have to restart the song. <laughs> but the funny thing was, like, before the match started, he got a microphone, and I was sitting next to Josh McClain of KO Radio, and he's like, you should have still kept timing that because that's he still hasn't wrestled yet. Yeah. So he probably <laughs> could have had a five-minute entrance, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you said three and a half minutes, I thought you were going to tell us that's when Derek finally came to the park. Yeah. <laughs> well, he didn't. He didn't come out of the curtain probably until about two minutes in. It felt like, from what I remember, <laughs> you know. And I love you to death, Derek King. I'm just giving. You, I'm just giving you a hard time. And I think even he knows it. He knows, oh, yeah. like, he, yeah, I've it's got a to, running gag for he him. He knows what he's doing. He yeah. knows what he's doing. He's, it's a running gag for him. Him, he just wants to hear the song. I think. <laughs> that, you know, he lips and everybody else too. is like, for God's sake, walk through the curtain. <laughs> Oh, even that new entrance he does with Alan Steele. They, they, you know, Derek. Now Alan is playing into the whole. Let's have a long. I want to see that entrance. I would probably die laughing the whole time. (laughs) Yeah, I I sure did. Anyway, so how did you make the uh, change for? Well, how long did you referee for before I get to? Um. Well, I I actually still currently referee occasionally. I don't. I say mostly now I am a manager, but I still do referee occasionally for different shows, or I'll referee custom wrestling, which we'll talk about that later. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I was a just a strict referee for probably at least the first two to three years of wrestling mm-hmm. before I switched over to at least trying managing. And I have to give credit. I have to say it right now, John Michael. Um, I know most of you probably know who he is in some form or fashion from around here. Oh, yeah. But John Michael was the first person that ever booked me as a manager. Hmm. Was that in so Ripley? I, it was in Ripley for EWE, yes. Of course it was in Ripley. Why did you have that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sorry. That's our I joke. Dan doesn't remember it, but one of my first managing experiences involved Dan. Uh-oh. Oh, okay. You're going to have to re- refresh my memory. <laughs> We were talking about concussions earlier. This is yeah. probably like 2000. I'm thinking it was 2010. It's EWE uh-huh. after being booked by John Michaels. When they did the comeback show, I think after Stan had quit booking. Okay. And I actually, in one of the very first things that I did, I actually hired you to take out Stan Lee. Okay. We did like a bit. We actually, me and you did an in-ring promo about there. Okay. <laughs> you remember it? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, dude, I've cut so many promos over the years. <laughs> well, it's okay. You probably don't remember it because it was one of the very first like long actual promos I had to cut in the ring. Uh-huh. It was probably so terrible you're trying to block it out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember being mortified, but... <laughs> well, it being good, but it wasn't as bad as I remember it being. Mm-hmm. I mean... I don't think it was bad, but, you know, your first few times on the microphone are just, yeah. <laughs> nice. 
Well, well I don't. I, I'm. I'm trying to remember. I do remember facing Stan that night, but I'm trying to remember the promo and <laughs> what was said. <laughs> it was. I, you know, I honestly can't even tell you what the promo was. I just remember that my, my faction was. You know, we were feuding with Stan, mm-hmm. and of course, my guys weren't having much luck taking out Stan. So. Yeah, I believe we actually put a hit out on Stan. Is what happened. Okay. <laughs> well, you have another Dan story, don't you? I do, and I'm going to see if Dan remembers it. I'm Uh-oh. sure he remembers it. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, when you were gone earlier, I was telling the guys about it, and I was like, I wonder if Dan is still mad at me about the finish of him versus Drew. The finish of him versus <laughs> those Drew. backdrop drivers you took. Oh, <laughs> the backdrop drivers. See the concussion, the man. Concussion. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about that earlier. Tr- oh my god, what the? Uh... Oh, what was it? Um, what was it? Um... You at the time, Dan. You had never been pinned in SPW. Oh, oh, oh my god! I'll hit this now. It's about to get good. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I took I took like some Japanese style. Uh, Back suplexes, like belly yeah, to back suplex. Yes, yeah, I took some. I took like seven or eight in a row. It's oh. like I'd never been pinned. I had <laughs> nobody could figure out how to pin me. You know, I'd always right. kicked out of everything and everything. And I started. I I bumped. I would. I I took the first one, bumped, and I rolled up, and I'm like acting like I'm forcing myself to get up. You know, pulling myself up on the ropes, and Drew just snags me and grabs me and puts me in another one. And we did that about. Seven or eight times, and finally I stayed down for like the eighth or ninth one because I feel it. I feel it every time I'm hitting. And I'm like, these are awesome, man. This is yeah. great. This feels awesome. It's like, and everybody's just everybody on the outside is just cheering like, "I'll oh, get out" because I'm getting killed, right? You know, and I'm like, "Oh, this feels great. Oh, this feels great." And finally, I'm waiting for like the perfect one to hit. You know, they're all hitting me. You know, and they're not feeling. They're feeling like they're a little bit off. Some are feeling off, and some are feeling like this. We get to about the, you know, and I kept telling Drew, I was like, I'll tell you when to stop. Just keep going, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and we finally, we hit this perfect one. It felt beautiful, and everybody was like, oh, my God, you know? And I was like, yep, that's the one, pin me. <laughs> <laughs> now, why did you think? I had requested at least four mm-hmm. because, you know, we had built Dan up. Dan was a badass. Dan was beating everybody. He had power slammed Drew and broken the ring. Yeah. So not just yeah. any. Drew was, was two hundred and eighty pounds. Drew was two hundred and eighty pounds at the time. I I put him on my shoulder and power slammed him. Wow. And we broke the ring. <laughs> <laughs> so why did you think Dan was mad at you for the whole? Is well, that I mean, for calling that finish? <laughs> up on your neck and shoulder. <laughs> yeah. No, those they that was it was so cool because I I had never I'd really honestly not taken too many of those, so to like take seven or eight in a row in a match like that I knew you know it was looking cool because I'd never taken those moves before, so you know give the give the crowd something they ever seen and it, me take, you know and all of a sudden wow that's the way to get down down you know right so hey. It worked. <laughs> <laughs> so. I also have that fear, though, of calling a finish just because I'm not a wrestler. Mm-hmm. For me, asking somebody to take something like that repeatedly. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. 
But it was a good decision. It was a great decision. Got Drew over. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the thing. It got Drew over, and you still look like a badass because you just got right back up after like the first three. Oh yeah. I mean, you popped like right back up. After after like the th- after like the third or fourth one, it was just kind of like I was I was using my momentum because it was like it was a twisting kind of a side suplex, so it was like wham and like my momentum would actually carry me back up to my right. feet. Nice. <laughs> and then I was just kind of like you know to get the the town drunk, you know, falling back into another one. <laughs> <laughs> well, how did you make the, start making the um, change from? predominantly being a referee to predominantly being a manager. Well, um I don't think he's predominantly that, either one really. Okay. I think he's no, back and I mean, forth between honestly, both of them, am I right? I'm sorry, what was that? I think you're kind of back and forth between both of them really, aren't you? But it really just depends on what, you know, I'm all about taking a booking and it's whatever that show needs specifically. Mhm. I mean, I love refereeing. I mean, I've done it for so long. I think, you know, a good referee is hard to find. Oh, yeah. And I, I don't, I'm not tooting my horn. I'm, I'm trying. I mean, I think I'm a decent referee. And so, you are. Thank you. You're one of the better ones I, in the I, area. <laughs> I'm no Scott Stevens. But. No. <laughs> no. No, no, Scott Stevens, no. The man, the myth, the legend. That's okay. I helped train Scott Stevens, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I, I like that. Uh, different things on both sides. Like, you know, referees are very, very important. They help tell that story. So I love being a referee. Oh, yeah. But something about being a manager and inciting that crowd. Mm-hmm. Feels good, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Now, how did you come up with uh, how you wanted your uh, managerial character to be like what what were the inspirations behind it well i mean the best characters are you know a, a further extension of yourself right and I'm, a, I'm naturally a little bit quirky and a little bit geeky so i push that to the extreme and i've always loved the york foundation gimmick from wcw i think that back then we talked about all the horrible gimmicks they had back then in the 90s early 90s and it was one of them too but it's just something that i think had it been done the right way it could have really gotten over and me and christian shane actually just kind of sat down and came up with the idea about the computer program mm-hmm. and went from there yeah now describe <laughs> when you say the computer program <laughs> some of our listeners may not know describe describe what you're talking about okay well kellen james is the creator slash inventor of the Eradicate or Wrestler computer program. And it has the capabilities to point out the weakness of the opponents of the people I manage. Mm-hmm. So, it's like not said, on it's iTunes. That <laughs> 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 it's not on iTunes. <laughs> it is not on iTunes, despite popular belief. It is not Flappy Bird. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, it's. You know, taking it from a part of wrestling that I really enjoyed. The, you know, I thought the York Foundation was really cool. I mean, granted, I think it takes more than changing someone's name from Ricky to Richard to get them over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or from Terry to Terrence. But, I mean, mm-hmm. I thought it was a great idea, and I thought it was something that, you know, that the fans could actually understand 
but not like. Yeah, yeah. Because you guys have all been to local independent wrestling shows. Mm-hmm. Our, you know, the way the way our fans here are, they're not necessarily keen on electronics or new age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And so <laughs> it's just a nice little thing, that, you know. It it, pre- it can press a nerve. We were we were actually uh in the SPW locker room one night and we were we were looking, you know, trying to figure out is like, man, if there was just an app that Kellen could get on the iPad that would actually like illustrate a wrestling move, you know, it'd be like almost like a flash, you know, movie right. of like two stick figures wrestling, you know? Right. <laughs> oh, that and he could like stop the match and be like, here, look at this, you know, <laughs> you need to do that to this guy, you know? <laughs> one day, one day. Yeah. One, but, one day we'll have that. Um, <laughs> yeah. One day when the arenas and stuff that we work in have Wi-Fi. Yeah. <laughs> we will have this. I'm watching the arenas and the promoters for not having Wi-Fi. Yeah. It was like, yeah, that that's going to be a prerequisite if you you need to book the manager, Kellen James. <laughs> Does your arena have Wi-Fi? Well, no, I can't. No, I can't yeah. come. Yeah. Can't do it. Yeah. We can't yeah. do it then. <laughs> this thing don't work on LTE. That's no. right. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, last week on our show, we we had another manager. Maria Starr. Um, yeah, she talked about you know with, with these smaller shows, the crowd is just a little bit closer to you. Oh yeah, and I think she told a story of she was in Jonesboro and it was really hot outside. Someone threw a cup of water on her and she was like, "Oh, could you throw another one?" Please? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anything like any stories she, like that? She said she got hit with a floss water too. Yeah, yeah. Someone, <laughs> someone hit her, hit her with a floss water. Some old lady. There's some old lady hit her with a floss water. Yeah, that, that's great. Any any okay. any cool stories of that? I personally have never been hit, but I have been chased around the ring by fans. That's a standard if you don't have good security around the ring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, secu- security. What's that? One my one of my favorite. I had water sh- okay. and soda thrown on me, which Ooh, you know. Yeah, that's that's fun. Yeah, um, one of my favorite shows down here in Memphis is Marvel Elite Wrestling MEW over at Forty Fifty North Watkins, and they have security there. But I'm like, lady, someone really wanted to get by you. Yeah. It, would, it wouldn't <laughs> be hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They 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 don't exactly hire police. Well, no. Not only that, though, but you, when you figure the front row, you're you're less than five feet away from the front row. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, somebody's gonna, you know, even with good security, if this fan is quick enough and wants to get to you, it's gonna happen, and you just have to be prepared for it. See, I, I'll never forget the night when uh, Michael Ward was managing, and uh, we were watching on video in the back there, and he just his spot was to get underneath the bottom rope. And, like, kind of be halfway in, halfway out, but, like, far enough where his legs were sticking straight out and he was face down, you know, reaching, trying to get, I guess it was Reno Diamond. He was trying to get Reno something Mm -hmm. to put in his hand to hit somebody with or something. (laughs) And these two girls, these two gals always gave him hell and was always messing with him. And I think one, and we saw this on video in the back, one ran up real quick next to the ring and like pinched him on his ass. 
And I and I saw it on video, and I was just like, "Did that really just happen?" <laughs> well, who are you currently managing right now? Um, I currently manage the SPW West Tennessee champion Jared Ethan. And uh, tell us what you told us um, before when we were talking about uh, this West Tennessee championship. The craziest part about it. Well. Currently, right now, Jared is a traveling champion, and he has been defending the belt at RCW in Ripley, Tennessee. In Ripley. <laughs> yeah. It in all Ripley. happens in Ripley! <laughs> <laughs> Everything happens in Ripley, Tennessee. That's, you know, yeah. that, since we've started this podcast, it seems like Ripley is just one of the um, meccas. It's, it's, it's you, the local got, mecca. The, 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 the whole thing about Ripley, I mean, it's it's hilarious, and I'll go into it later, so we don't have to take up uh, Kellen's uh, interview time, though. But, okay. but uh, it's it's a it's a long story with Ripley, and I think I I think I owe it to people out there, you know, to understand why so much crap happens in Ripley. <laughs> well, every Ripley story you have tends to have a different booker, different promoter, yeah. different. Show name. They've only I mean, had ten or twenty heard, bookers in like <laughs> ten years of being open. <laughs> when I first started in wrestling as a referee, I traveled with uh, Sue Young to Ripley to work at TLCW. Mm-hmm. I believe is what it was called. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's changed names. It's changed promoters. It's changed bookers. It's changed. The only thing that hasn't changed is the owner, and I'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> well, what all shows do you have coming up? As of right now, Kellen James is actually on hiatus. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kellen James has been has taken a couple of months off to enjoy the real world. Yeah, understandable, <laughs> understandable. Uh, but my next wrestling, my next wrestling-related trip is in two weeks, as I will be making the trip to Dallas, Texas. Oh, are you going to go to WrestleMania? Uh, I am. I am traveling with Jason the Brain. Oh, nice. And Ozzy Tomlin. Cool. That's great. That's great. Now, um, are you are y'all making a weekend of it? Are you going to what all are you going to down there? As of right now, we are only we are confirmed to go to WrestleMania. And oh, let me take that back. We're going to WrestleMania, but the day of WrestleMania, we are going to a Terry Funk tailgate party. Oh God. <laughs> Nice. I tell you something, you son of a bitch. Yeah. You come in and wreck yeah, my tailgate. <laughs> I will treat you like an egg sucking dog. Yeah. <laughs> I did not make any of the travel plans. I, I you know, I'm just tagging along. They asked me if I wanted to go, and it's WrestleMania. Yeah. Who's gonna say no to going to WrestleMania? Oh yeah. I, you, I so, don't. I'm, I, I mean, sure wouldn't. Now, did you guys did you guys get tickets right off the bat, or did you wait a while before you got tickets? Or um, they actually we actually got tickets during the pre-sale. Oh, okay, cool. That's good. That's good. That's good. So y'all aren't so going to be check have... y'all aren't going to be checking out like NXT Takeover Dallas. You're not. Are you doing access at all? NXT Takeover had already sold out. Look at the like, You know, it sold out in like one day. Did it not? I think so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. More probably. Like, yeah. More, if it's probably an NXT show, it was, the NXT show in Memphis sold out in like five minutes. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, as of right now, from what I understand, the NXT show is completely sold out. Now, that doesn't mean that we won't go downtown and try to get tickets. Right. <laughs> but um, I'm sure, I mean, as, you know, me personally, I would like to do an access event. I think they're really neat. We went to WrestleMania two years ago, which was in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And that was my first ever WrestleMania experience, and it was a really great one. So I want to actually go back and experience as much as I can. 
Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I'd like to go to at least one. Hey, and oh, yeah. I will, I've already told Bruno. I was like, <laughs> you go in the Hall of Fame. You make sure I'm in the crowd. I think we. I think next year we need to make a trip. Where's it at next year? Orlando. 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 Orlando I'm going. already making plans. I plan on being there for because I go to Orlando a couple of times a year anyway. Yeah, that'd be. So fun. I'm definitely counting on that trip. I wouldn't mind going to the beach and. Yeah, we got we have families. We got families. <laughs> there's stuff we can keep them occupied with while we yeah. go watch WrestleMania. Yeah, <laughs> no problem there. Well, Kellen, where can folks find you on social media? Uh, they can find me on social media at Kellen James on Twitter. Um, on Facebook, I actually have a Kellen James fan page that I do not run. How, how weird is that? I'm a manager <laughs> slash referee that has a fan page that <laughs> does not run. <laughs> he has his own social media manager. That's, now we did we we touched on it just a little bit. Do you want to do you want to expound on the custom wrestling? I can. For those of you who do not know what custom wrestling is, um, it is where fans pay for a custom wrestling match between two competitors. And in said match, you get to pick the holes and maneuvers that are used in the match. You pick the competitors. You pick how long the match is. And I have actually been working for custom wrestling promotions almost as long as I've been in wrestling. Wow. Are you you're refing? I'm going to guess, right? Or do you help out? Yes, I am a referee. Currently, I work for Ultimate Women's Wrestling. Now that's Austin Lane and Nikki Lane, is it not? That is correct. Yes. Okay. Friends of the show. Mm-hmm. Plug out to at Austin Lane one on Twitter. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Name dropping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, how long how long have you been doing that? Like, um, I actually just started working for them in August of last year. Before that, I had worked for Magnificent Ladies of Wrestling since June of 2008. Oh wow, that's awesome! Yeah, I've, so, I've seen a, I've seen two or three uh, local custom uh, promotions pop up here and there, and you know, one moved and or changed hands or changed names or whatever. I'm not sure, but uh, you know, two or three of them pop up and. You know, I think the other two have disappeared, and UWW is the only one, <laughs> the only one left that I've seen, at least. Well, where can you go to order these shows? Um, you can actually go to ultimatewomenswrestling.com. We have um, our next taping is actually the weekend after WrestleMania. Oh, wow. But if you go to the Ultimate Women's Wrestling website, or you can go on their Facebook page, and it gives a lineup for the talent that is currently available for the April taping. Very cool. Cool deal. Very cool. Well, Kellen, man, it has been so much fun talking to you, man. I hope you've had a good time. We'll have to bring you on because I'm sure maybe you can dig up some more Dan stories so I can (laughs) (laughs) give him a hard time. I I guarantee I can come up with at least one or two Dan stories. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I know he was a guest not too long ago. I'll have to come up with a really good Corey Daniel story. Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We like (laughs) We like Corey. You can talk stories. about the night that, like, I, the first night I came in and I got beat by Kid Thunder, and y'all thought I was never coming back. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't know, man. He said he he said he had something to do this week. He might not be back. I don't know if he's coming back. We shouldn't have had Kid Thunder beat him. And then I came back and was like, oh, he doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's awesome. Maybe it's just the way you carry yourself, Dan. You might be just a little intimidating. I might be. You never know. <laughs> well, I've heard the story of when Dan had his head shaved, and like instead of people laughing at him, they were like, uh, "Oh shit!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It, it 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 was a moment, you know. And people were people started laughing, you know. And rightfully so, because like half my head was bald and the other half was full of hair, right. you know, and my hair's thick as all get out. So, but then like I got shaved bald and people were like, oh my god, he looks like a psychopath. <laughs> that yeah, that that's very true. Well, Kellen, Kellen, you got any other plugs you need to throw out? Um, you know, honestly, just um, support independent wrestling. There are so many good wrestlers in this area and so many good shows in this area that people just need to go find. I know that you're, you know, I know that you guys are a big fan of MEW. Mm-hmm. I have yet to see an MEW show. I actually want to go up there and check out the show one night. So yeah, there's but, MEW. You know, whether it's MEW or whatever the name of the show this week is in Ripley. No, I'm kidding. It's RCW. <laughs> <laughs> what, whatever it's named this week. <laughs> No, or you know, NWA Mid South in Dyersburg or UCW in Union City. Just get out there and find good shows. They're out there. There are great wrestlers out there, and uh, and they need fans to be motivated. That's right. Oh yeah. And uh, me and Dan, we're going to start working with this company called SGWA more. Mike, when he can, when he's not doing grizzly stuff. Yep. So uh, there's plenty. Well, of- we've got another offer on the table too. We'll talk yeah. about that in a minute too. Uh, yeah. So many. Oh. So, well, Kellen, thank you so much for coming on the show. This has been a very fun interview. We'll have to have you back on, and uh, we are going to take a quick break. We will be right back. Welcome back. To the Oversell Podcast, I had to play Neville's music, you know, give him a little, little shout out. You know, we're thinking about get well him. soon, get well soon. You know, uh, it really sucks for Neville because he's a very entertaining wrestler. Yeah. So uh, this weekend was a very interesting weekend for Memphis wrestling. Um, Friday night, got to go to the Grizzlies game and they did wrestling night. And I was there, and you were there. Well, you were working there, so I would hope you. <laughs> we were got there. a mask over here too, man. Yeah, that's the mask. I got the mask. It's a blue luchador mask. It's got the little Grizzlies logo on it. And I told myself, I put a tweet out that said, "I am what I call myself, El Canon de Grasa." I think that's how you say it. Which basically, I called myself the Fat Cannon. Oh, okay. <laughs> As opposed to the Skinny Cannon, I, you know. That's, uh, let me. And, but, uh, and that cannon was let loose as we were playing that music there. Yeah, <laughs> it probably shook a couple of. Uh, uh, probably shook a For couple. For our of listeners games. out there, if you felt a tremor in the force, that was Derek. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, I said introducing El Canon de Gras, de Grasa. I, 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 like, I don't speak Spanish. Anyway, uh, but it's it opened up and you know we got to see uh, before the game, um, we got to see Damone Salavino. He actually lost the MEW. TV title to Derek King at this show. Oh wow! Yeah, it was. I was. I was shocked. Hmm. Then we saw Dustin Star wrestle, and oh crap! I, oh, he wrestled Tattoo, and they had a good match. And these matches were kind of quick because you know they the had time constraints. They had some time constraints, but they're still solid matches. And this plat, it was on a platform. Yeah, 
over it. And uh, Dustin Starr said he got up there, and when he looked out over that thing, he's like, I'm not going anywhere near those ropes. Yeah. Yeah. I on mean, the ropes on that side of the ring. Yeah. Yeah. And Damone actually skinned the cat on that side. Oh. And it looked it looked awesome. Like, the Dude's people that the set, people man. that were there coming in, you heard this, ooh, when he did that. I mean, it, and I was like, oh, please, please, God, don't let go. Yeah. Okay. But he had a good match with Derek King, lost the MEW TV title. Derek Starr beat um Dustin ta- Starr. Dustin Starr yeah. beat Tattoo mm-hmm. with the, with of course with maybe And with I didn't get to see either one of those matches cuz I was work. back in the, yeah. yeah. And uh That sucks. Maria Starr won, you know, there there may have been a little help from Maria, but uh it was cool because on the Titan Tron or whatever they whatever the thing in the middle <laughs> I call all of those Titan Trons. That's what I, I don't call care them. how big that, it is. I'm, a Titan yeah. Tron. <laughs> but they showed uh, Dave Brown. They showed Lance Russell Lance together. Russell. And the touch I like that they added to it. They put their name when they're on the Titan Tron. They put their names underneath them and then said, "World's greatest commentators." Yeah. Oh yeah. Because growing up, if you were mess, if you're a Memphis wrestling fan from back in the day, you're spoiled as far as your commentary goes. Yeah. Because there has never been a commentary. You know, I still I like Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan. They were oh, great. Yeah. Lawler and Jr. Jr. is one of the greatest commentary guys of all time. For me, the voice of Lance Russell is just something mm-hmm. else. And I like the nice touch of when the game actually started and they were getting into the actual wrestling part. They started on the Titan Tron with the old Memphis wrestling yes. like video. Dun, yeah. Oh, that's nice. I mean, the whole <laughs> intro. Boom, 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 boom. That statue, man. That's that's. <sighs> it warmed and my I, heart. And I did. And you, you know, know I'll, I'll let you in on a little secret. You know that big giant wrestling statue yeah. that they show at the front of every, of, of right? All, that, they, that they showed at the front of all the Memphis wrestling right. shows. That thing's only about six inches tall. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. But, so as we go through the night, they were trying to find an opponent for Jerry Lawler to defend his Grizzly Weight Heavyweight Championship. That, uh, he had, that he had won the previous year against Maverick. Okay. So, the, Jimmy Hart, who Jimmy Hart was there, yeah, comes out, man, he was on fire oh, yeah. all night. He was great. So he comes out and, you know, it says they're trying to bring an opponent. And finally, you know, they kept doing it at timeouts. And I'm in my seat, and I see Mike, and we've thrown a couple <laughs> of two-sweets at each other. And... And Lawler and Hart are talking, and the NWO music hits. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, what? Uh, someone's going to come in pretending to be. I, I, I froze in my seat. Scott Hall. Scott Hall. Walks came onto out. the basketball floor. And I, I stood up, and I, my wife's <laughs> looking at me like, are you, what, what's going <laughs> that, that's on? That's just a guy with gray hair. Why are you yeah. excited? And, <laughs> and he says, like, hey, yo, Lala. I've got, and he's doing the whole shtick, dude. He's yeah. talking. He, he's doing. He, he didn't come to to, cool. to wrestle. He didn't come to see the Grizzlies. He was a that's, New Orleans Pelicans fan, which we were cool. playing with. That's cool. And, and he brought a friend that's going to take Lawler on. And you'll meet him later. Okay. And uh, so the next time out comes along. Next time out comes along. X Pac comes out and he is going to be wrestling Jerry Lawler. Sweet. And it was like I looked over at Mike. I threw my hands over there <laughs> like this shit's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, they kept doing vignettes. Uh, Jimmy Hart came to Dustin Starr backstage and said, "Hey man, X Pac's got Scott Hall. Can you watch Lawler's back?" And Dustin's like, "Sure." Well, then it cuts away later. Dustin Hall- Starr gets beat up by the NWO slash DX. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Scott Hall was cutting a promo just oh. a- about it. And in the background, the whole time you just hear some some loud banging, and you you know you can't see it on the camera. And then as the camera like pans back a little bit, 
you see X-Pac standing there and then they cut their little promo talking about the match later and then it pans back more and you see Dustin Starr laid out on the floor. And oh, basically wow. it was just him getting beat up the entire cool. time. I think I, like I skipped it. this, but one of the best parts of it was they were doing a commercial on the Titantron for um, the Billy Joel concert coming up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Scott Hall interrupts it like true NWO Yeah, that, that's how it came out. That's how that promo came and out. It, yeah. And he was like... Nobody cares about Billy Joel, and, and, <laughs> yeah. he's, and he's taught. And I'm like, this. Like he, is- he started the promo with "Shut up, shut up." Yeah, he, and it, and so <laughs> Dusty nice. Star is obviously not going to be a factor in the match. And uh, at halftime, that's when they actually had the match. Was halftime? Halftime. Lawler comes out, and X Pac comes out, and they're having their match, and Scott Hall gets involved. Uh huh. And where the ring was was also like those media benches or whatever. Or those are they sky boxes or something like that. Yeah, or? it's just some special high dollar seats right up by the the restaurant that's right. up there. So Grizz comes out and jumps from those seats into the ring and, and uh, clotheslines X Pac and Lawler gets the win. Uh-huh. But it was very very for. For this to happen at a basketball game, this is something they could have done on like th- this was Memphis wrestling TV. Oh yeah, yeah. And it was it was so well done. Just the interrupting uh, the Billy Joel commercial. Hey, shut up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. La- the NWO <laughs> when that NWO music hit, I'm like, the NWO. And then I thought about it, and X Pac had sent out a tweet that he just landed in the land of Delta Blues. Ah, yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, and, and it was just—it was incredibly. But before they, done. before we found out it was X Pac, you know, he was Scott Hall said, you know, you know, I run with the click, so I've got somebody for you coming out, you know, mm-hmm. next. And my first thought was, okay, X Pac, he's easy to get, right? And I just figured right. that. But then I went over to my friend George, I work with, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna shit myself if Kevin Nash comes out. <laughs> <laughs> and something else funny. um, you know, I, since we've started doing the wrestling podcast, uh, Too Sweet has come back in my life. And I don't shake hands anymore. I just give people two sweets. If you don't know it, I you teach know, you it. Yeah. Now, if you'd have seen <laughs> Kevin Nash there, you probably would have had about add three more zeros onto the page. Oh, yeah. You right. Absolutely. Had to pay him. Absolutely. <laughs> well, when He's still getting so, paid from WCW. Oh, he? yeah. <laughs> so when X-Pac... He gets a weekly check from Ted Turner. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> when, when X-Pac and Scott Hall are leaving, fans are throwing them two sweets, and Abby's like... They do that too. Like, <laughs> yeah. They kind of got it started in the wrestling. <laughs> yeah, business. yeah. It, it, they were doing thing. it before I did. Yeah. So. <laughs> Funny story. I, I saw them do it once. Yeah, too. yeah. Sunday we had. Well, the, for, for, real oh, quick though, I, I've, at the the Grizzlies game, it was you know well before any of it started, and I was out there like rebounding for the teams. Uh, I actually finally got to meet. Dustin and Maria, like face to face. Oh, cool! I, Did you tell me? So you said, "Hey, I'm Mike with the." Yeah, basically, I was like in the middle of my job, you know, quotation job, <laughs> and I saw him standing over there in one of the tunnels, and I looked at the guys I was working with. I was like, "I'll be right back," and I like ran across the court, and I was like, "Hey, hey, Dustin," you know, and introduced myself, and you know, saw Maria, and they, I talked to them for a few minutes, and it. I was really glad that I finally got to meet them face to face instead of just talking through they, microphones. You know, for <clears throat> who they are, they are extremely nice. Mm-hmm. Anytime I've approached them at a show, they've been they hey, how's it going? You know, Dustin, Dustin carries his entourage around with him. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Dreadhead Kev on Twitter. There's Awesome Aries. Who I ran into at SGWA the other yes, night. Yes, yes, yeah. He, uh, I, I, I'm, that's where I first met him in person. Mm-hmm. Shook his hand, said hey, who I was. Um, very nice guy. There's this guy, Awesome Aries, on Twitter. 
There's Fred Cotto. Mm-hmm. Fred is a very nice gentleman. Yeah, Fred's and awesome. he's a big Dustin Star mark. Oh yeah, I mean, and and I mean that in the nicest way. He's the one with the I'm a Dustin Star guy shirt at yeah. every show. Yeah. That's right, that's right. <laughs> they carry that around. That they have that entourage wherever they go, and you know, Dustin has been extremely nice to me. Maria has been extremely nice to me. I got to take a picture with Dustin at the MEW Lucha Libre event, mm-hmm. and I got to hold the MEW Heavyweight Title. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was so excited; it was on my shoulder. Calm down now. Sorry. Yeah, calm down. <laughs> calm down. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <clears throat> Swig of cream soda for the working man. There you go. <laughs> but uh, that mo- took us uh, Sunday. There was the MEW uh, Lucha Libre show mm-hmm. over there at um, El Mercadito mm-hmm. off Ridgeway, and uh, you know, for what I, for the time I was there, I had to leave early mm-hmm. because the show started a little late. Um. And, you know, I had husband duties. Oh, yeah. And, and that takes precedent. Oh, yeah. But I had fun for the two matches I got to see. I got to see it opened up with two friends of the show, mm-hmm. Most Eagle and Duke Warfield. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, they were supposed to tag against uh, this someone. Um, d- George asked in the chat room, did a teenage girl take over Derek's body for a second there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that title was so cool. Yeah. <laughs> that t- anyway, um it was a great match. Those two guys, they tore it up, and I think Duke got the pin. And then the second match was Derek. Was there ding-dong cakes? Ding-dong There cake. was no ding. I didn't, no ding-dong Not, not that I remember. Then that match didn't happen. Well, no. <laughs> that no, wasn't real. No. That um, wasn't a real match. No ding-dong kick, no real match. The second match was Derek King versus Damone Salavino. Derek King coming out with the MEW TV title, mm-hmm. and he dropped it to Damone Salavino that night. Return. Oh, wow. So, and they had a great match. You know, like I told you earlier, Half the match was Derek King's entrance. Yep. And I say that lovingly. I love you, Derek. You're, you're my guy. But, you know, apparently that, that show, it, at first I was kind of worried, like, the turnout here is not looking too good, but that place filled up. Oh, yeah. Um, I, Tahana was there. Uh, Taya, sexy star. Taya Valkyrie. Yep. yep. And, uh, Ta- uh, and, of course, like, Moe's Facebook page immediately fills up. With pics of him standing next to sexy star, <laughs> Taya Valkyrie. Yep. Imagine yep. that. Yep. Imagine that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and the rest of the card, you know, from what I saw pictures on Facebook, Kevin Conley. Yes. You know, I uh, he as a wrest he is he's a wrestling fan. I wish I could be because he is at everything. Yep. He's taking pictures. Mm-hmm. You know, last time I saw him, one time I saw him at SGWA, he was on his phone and Derek King walked by. You hear Derek go. Kevin, get off your phone. <laughs> <laughs> Just have it. But, you know, he is – Kevin Conley is one of the best wrestling fans I think I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually had a conversation uh, with Precious the other night mm-hmm. at SGWA. He wasn't working. He was uh-huh. just visiting friends. <laughs> okay. And uh, he was there that night, and me and him got to talking and everything, and he was talking with somebody else and everything, and he's like uh, – Somebody was trying to remember what move they did or something like that and everything, and and, and uh, Precious goes, "I can tell you who who will tell you, Kevin." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, Kevin will probably tell you what you ate for breakfast that morning. <laughs> he is well. He's just it's crazy that I see him at MEW, I see him at SGWA, I see him at Wildfire Wrestling, mm-hmm. I see him, you know, I, RSWF out off Perkins. You know, if there's a Memphis wrestling show. 
Kevin's going to be there. Oh, yeah. And it, it, that's every t- type of wrestling fan I wish I could be. Yeah, yeah. So k- kudos to Kevin Conley, man. Yeah. That dude is an amazing fan. I think they actually gave him a Fan of the Year award last year from Wrestling Does News it, Center. Is, should, do they give it to, to anyone else? Because They shouldn't. Because <laughs> that's his award. Yeah. So... We we need to talk about wildfire too. That wildfire uh, wrestling. Let's let, tough first, luck event coming up at next, the Minglewood Hall next Thursday, seven p.m. bell time, March twenty fourth, and we <laughs> apparently it's going to be the shit. <laughs> There's Mike with that quick wit. There's Mike with that quick wit. Okay. Well, anyway. <laughs> so. Uh, we made our announcement last week that we're going to be the uh, SGWA announce team. And so Kevin Lawler, who runs Wildfire Wrestling, is listening to our podcast. He calls me <laughs> almost immediately, and he's like, I need you to be <laughs> the announce team <laughs> and live stream uh, Wildfire. So next Thursday, March 24th, we will be at Minglewood Hall. And Lord willing, have an internet connection. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have an internet connection confirmed, but I'm pretty sure yeah. Minglewood Hall's got internet. And so. we're going to work out how we either we use Mixler or, you know, I'm, I'll have to look into, it, you know, if we can get a, a camera hooked up or something. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll try our best to do a live video feed. Uh, but there if, will be if we can't, we definitely will have commentary. We'll we'll be able to call the show as we see it, uh, you know, and as it's happening in the ring, live on the internet. So, did we get to everything on your list? Yeah, yeah. Sure? You guys in the chat room, be mm-hmm. sure you join us next week, and everybody who's listening out there, join us Mixler, next Thursday. Mixler dot com m i x l r dot com slash oversell podcast and you guys as for right now that's what we're going to do i don't know if we get a camera going we may do that um, may change yeah if we if we can get a video feed or whatever george says go live on facebook go live on facebook Hmm. didn't think about that you can do that yeah we can figure we'll figure something out we'll figure something out Mm -hmm. well dan you got a memphis wrestling moment i do let me i bookmarked it let me pull it out here we go did you pick one we can read this week uh yeah (laughs) (laughs) I've got um, the one time I did it, there wasn't any results, so I, I failed. <laughs> well, I'm just going to skip to results because uh, I, I went ahead and went forward in the book to 1985. Or w- wait a minute, I'll tell you what. Next week is my birthday, so let's do March 20. Let's do around March 25th of 78. How about that? <laughs> when I was born. Let's see what was happening at the Mid-South Coliseum when I was born. Folks in the chat room, while Dan's getting his Memphis wrestling moment today, if you want to go ahead and give Superstar of your week, a Superstar of the week, we'll go ahead and, go ahead and get those in the chat room. I know Dan's still... March... March 27th. Close Actually, enough, it's it? both of your birthdays next week. March 27th. Yes, yes, it yes. It's Mike's birthday, too. <laughs> and I will not be here next we week. We share a birthday. He'll be in Florida. Some bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, March 27th, 1978. Wrestling. Uh, Monday, 8 p.m. March 27th, Mid-South Coliseum. Main event. Uh, well, well, let's start at the bottom. Uh, Al Costello versus Kojak. Uh, Steve Kyle and Terry Sawyer versus Jim Starr and Mr. Secchi. Tommy Gilbert versus Ron Slinker. Joe LaDuke versus Plowboy Frazier. 
Sonny King and Norville Austin versus Bill Dundee and Rocky Johnson. Got to meet Rocky. That's cool. Uh, he's a pretty cool guy. Southern Heavyweight Championship match. Five count for a pin. Jerry Lawler versus Jimmy Valiant. <laughs> Go ahead and do it. Mercy! <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Lawler, you caught him in here. I'm the son of a gypsy. Mercy, daddy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hate. We have to humor you now because you're going to do it well, every I like time. How you, I wasn't even going to do it, and then you kind of <laughs> gave me the look like, Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Jerry Lawler beat Jimmy Valiant before 8,125 people. (laughs) On a Monday. On a Monday. 8,125 people on a Monday got out to the Mid-South Coliseum. Uh, Last night to retain his... National wrestling. It was an it was NWA Southern Heavyweight title. Yeah. In uh, other matches, Kojak beat Al Al Costello. Is that AJ Costello or Al Costello? It's Al Costello because it's Al Costello on the thing, but it's AJ in the results. Ooh. Come on, commercial appeal <laughs> <laughs> from t- <laughs> from thirty eight years ago. Got plenty of time to get they this right. Fired that guy. <laughs> Pretty sure he's not living anymore. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, Slinker beat Tommy Gilbert. Joe LaDuke beat Plowboy Frazier. Bill Dundee. Rocky Johnson defeated Sonny King and Norvell Austin. And Steve Kyle teamed with Terry Sawyer to beat the Black Demons and the Black Demon and Mr. Secchi. So, 8,125 people. Cable television, man, killed that. 38 years ago in 1978. That's incredible. That's incredible. Well, guys, we like to end every episode by doing Superstar of the Week. So, guys, I ask you, who is your... Superstar of the Week? Chris Jericho. George in the chat room says Y2J for his roadblock pl- promo. I'm going. Mm-hmm. I'm going, Chris, for uh, different reasons. I'm going, Chris, for uh, protecting. Well, you didn't even let me finish. Well, <laughs> you no. didn't let me finish first. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> Interrupted him. Okay. Well, go George ahead. Said, George says AJ. Mean, <laughs> mean Derek is back. Yeah, yeah. Derek's back. <laughs> Shut up, Mike. <laughs> Shut up, Mike. <laughs> anyway, go ahead and finish off, then I'll read off the, okay. the chat rooms. Um, let's see. Uh, but no, for uh, protecting uh, Neville is what I was going to say. You know, for you know, being a professional and mm-hmm. knowing that the match needed to end, and you know, doing what they had to do, him and Charles Robinson. Even though it looked like a shoot to a lot of people, that's the way it needed to happen. Right. Yeah. So. Completely agree. George in the chat room uh, says, Y2J for his roadblock promo. Quick thinking on Raw. Appearance on Up, Up, Down, Down. And that awesome episode of Talk is Jericho with Cody and um, Xavier Woods. Mm-hmm. Which, go listen to that Talk is Jericho episode. Because it's, it's one of the best <laughs> listens you, you could read. Tatum32. Will Tatum in the chat room says, Dolph Ziggler, even though he lost, love the guy. He had a great match. Oh, yeah. yeah. On Raw. Mike? Going with Enzo Amore, Big Cass. Oh, yeah. They and had, the rival. Can't lose with that Oh, one. you're going for both? The, yeah. Both that, teams. That, match was awesome. that match was great. They tore that, the house down. That yeah. match was incredible. Man, 
freaking cast throwing Enzo over the top rope. Oh, yeah. And just slinging him into those guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw it happening, and I was just like, is he really going to? Holy shit. And, and I, like, I like the finish, too, where they did their, uh, I can't think of the name of their finishing move. Uh, I can't either right now. But he came off of the top rope, and uh, I, without knowing the name of the move. It's I like a really 3D explain. into a code breaker. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. But he did it from the top rope, and it was great. Yeah. Nice. You and George took my guy for this week. I was going to say Jericho. Uh, Kellen James, of course, for coming on the show. Yeah. Of course. Right. Us some, yeah. Telling us some fun, great dance stories. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody's got you dirt know, on me always automatically <laughs> makes Superstar of the Week. Yeah. Uh, you know what? No, I don't. I'm going to go with I'm gonna go with X-Pac. Okay. I lo- <laughs> it's off the wall, right? Yeah. But, I mean, it, it was it was just so... It was the most unpredictable, like... Because he's... I had no clue. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it, And you know what? He put together... They had a quick... They had a solid match together. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you knew it was only going to be a five-minute match. Right, then, yeah. right. And, and he did the favors. Yeah. But the fact that he was here in Memphis at a Grizzlies game, him and Scott Hall, like two guys that were... Both of them were in... X-Pac was in two of the greatest stables yeah. of all time. X-Pac was in both of them, yeah. And he's and 43. Yeah. Yeah. 43 years old. Yeah. Uh, crazy. Crazy. Well, that's it for this week, you guys. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for subscribing. That's the easiest way to get to this podcast. Just go on iTunes, subscribe it. And while you're there, we need a five-star review and some comments on what we're doing good, what we can do better. And I do want to say one more thing before we cut sure. out here. Um. I do. I have gotten a few questions from people on Facebook about wrestling careers and you know advice and stuff like that and everything. I had a guy from Colorado. He messaged me and I said, "Well, you know, I'm I'm and I'm I'm always a stay humble type person." Right. You know, I was like, "Look, you know, if you and he was he was a wrestling manager, you know, and he says, you know." What would you? I, I want to tell you what I do, and you know, I want to see if you like it or not. And I was like, okay. Well, do you have any videos of it or whatever? And he's like, well, no. I just want to, you know, see what you think about different ideas and stuff like that. And I was like, okay. And it it was kind of weird, you know. It was like, all right, so, you know, I, I'm I I wanted him to know my background before we got started. And I said, look, I said I've been I've been I only wrestled for seven years, but I wrestled for seven years straight. Right. I took no breaks. Wrestled for seven, eight years straight. You know, I don't know how much of my opinion might matter to you or not just because of that, but that's what it is what it is, you know. Yeah. I garnered a lot of respect in the ring over the seven, eight years I wrestled because was, I was everywhere. I was nonstop, and I luckily didn't get injured bad enough to stop wrestling. So, But immediately the communication stops at that point. So I'm like, yeah, okay. So to you guys out there, I don't mind getting sent questions and everything, but if me only being in the wrestling business for seven years is going to turn you off of me, don't ask me the question. <laughs> <laughs> don't come after me asking me questions because, you know, it is what it is. You know, I had a short wrestling career, but I had plenty of people around me to correct me when I knew I was doing something wrong and or I had enough people to tell me I was doing something wrong and I needed to correct it and I'd corrected it, you know. And that was the way I earned the respect that I did. I became, you know, 
probably one of the best technical wrestlers in this area. Not the best one, one of the best. Because I did what I was told. I did what I was asked to do. I went out and, you know, in an, in an area where belt marks are plenty. And a belt mark is just somebody who's out to wear a championship. Right, right. Just right. Pretty much. In an area where belt marks are plenty, I became a worker. I didn't really care about championships. Because I knew my time would come. Mm-hmm. I knew eventually I'd be the last man standing in the ring where everybody else had took their ball and went home. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I'm was i still here going, hey, I've been here since, you know, you asked me to come here, you know, and, you know, yeah. and I'm still working here. And bam, Dan's reliable. Let's put the title on him. And that's the way it's supposed to happen. It's right. not supposed to happen when you walk in and just say, I'm not coming unless you put the title on me. So. And you said it was a short career, but it was by you it know, was, it was short, short by your choice. It was short by my choice, yeah. you know. And I, a lot of guys can't say that. I did it I did it as kind of a you know, my wife says I needed to get it out of my system. And I did. I yeah. need I needed to get it out of my system and I needed to know I could be better or do better than you know, what I was actually thinking in my head. Right. You know. In my head, I proved what I needed to prove. I won titles. I won tag titles. I won I won the U.S. Junior Heavyweight title as a trainee of Ken Wayne's, you yeah. know, which they were putting that over major as something that, you know, they couldn't believe happened. Yeah. Because I was, I, I was a year into the business, and Ken Wayne puts his title on me, you know. Then weren't you, uh, like, rookie of the year? Rookie yeah. of the year in 2010. Yeah. I was 32. Yeah. <laughs> 2010. No, wait. No, no, no. I wasn't 32. I was 34. Wow. 34 years old, and I made Rookie of the Year locally. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it speaks volumes, you know, if you just earn that respect, you know. And it it's a lot of work to earn respect and to carry yourself the right way, you know. But if you do it, people take notice. And that's what they did with me. So, you know, and I have I have tons of respect for everybody in this business. I do. There are a few people. There's a there's a short list of about two people that I would refuse to step in the ring with again. And to say that after a career of seven or eight years, you know, mm-hmm. that there's only two people I would step in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> I would not <laughs> step in the ring with again. You know, I mean that's. That's pretty. That's a pretty big deal, you know. As many matches that I had, you know, you're talking about wrestling once, twice, three times a weekend, sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, and driving all over, you know, three hours one way, four hours another way, or whatever, you know. I mean, you know, respect is basically what this rant is about. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, in short, send your questions. Just don't question him. Well, folks. I, that, that's that's going to be my that's going to be my prerequisite warning for anybody sending me a question. It's like I don't want to have to explain to somebody again. Yeah, I only wrestled for seven years. Right? Where'd you go, dude? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't want to talk to you if you only wrestled seven years. Well, then you don't need to be in the wrestling business because yeah. you're not going to listen to anybody that you know is actually going to give you good advice. Yep. So, and that's my answer to him. Well, folks, thank you for listening. <laughs> thank you for downloading. You thank you for subscribing. Now? I had to play this for George. Yeah, I was, ah. I was wondering if George was coming in. I mean, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's George's entrance music. Here he comes, ladies and gentlemen. 
Well, folks, thank you for listening. <laughs> thank you for downloading. This has been a fun episode. George and Cameron just said, Sasha! <laughs> folks, we are out of here. 